Well, testimony time. I love hearing people's testimonies. And three great, tremendous ones tonight. To start off with one just reviewing history. Reminded me of the quote I heard from Richard Sibbs. I believe it was from the early 1500s. There is more mercy in Christ than there is sin in us. What a tremendous truth that is. And then to hear that song in the song that we sang tonight about the mercy of Christ. And uh, just a wonderful review of just some history there. Thank you for that. And then to hear 15 months saved, knowing the Lord, and then getting up and giving a testimony. You realize there are some who are saved for 15 years and haven't done that yet. So good on you for doing that. And thank you for doing that. That is a tremendous blessing to many to be able to do that. How many enjoy standing up in front of people and speaking? Oh, look that. No hands go up. Well, guess what? Neither do I. And yet the Lord gives us opportunities to do so. So thank you for taking that opportunity and then to hear uh, your tremendous testimony. Great. Stay faithful. That's wonderful. And uh, that's such a blessing to see uh, just people staying faithful even through difficulties. God is good. And uh, we just appreciate that so much. Just a couple of quick thoughts tonight, just about something actually that you shared, actually from Psalm 113, I believe you referenced, and it was a little phrase that that psalm begins with, and it begins with these words, praise ye the Lord. I want to just give a couple of thoughts on praise, thoughts on praise. Let's turn together to Psalm 150 just for a few moments. Someone has once suggested that God emphasized praising more times in Scripture than He did praying. Now, I haven't personally studied that out to find if that's the truth, but just to think that God mentioned praising so much, there's got to be something to that that we do have to recognize. Psalm 150, I just want to read some of these verses together. Psalm 150, beginning in verse number 1, it begins with that same phrase from Psalm 113. It says this, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. If you didn't get it, I hope you can read the psalm again sometime and get the, the theme of what he's saying. Praise the Lord. And that's what we've been doing tonight. It's been great to sing together and to hear some of this music of praising the Lord. That little phrase, praise ye the Lord, is actually two Hebrew words. Halal and Yah. Halal means praise. Yah is the personal name of God Himself, the form of Yahweh. And put together, we get the English words and the compound phrase, praise ye the Lord. That halal is mentioned more than 150 times in the Old Testament. And many times it's combined with the Yah to make praise ye the Lord. I believe we need to get back to the Bible as for a definition of what it means to praise the Lord. So we've been participating in it, but do we realize exactly the form that it takes? Let's do a quick study tonight on that phrase, praise ye the Lord, and I promise I won't be long if you promise to pay attention. Deal? All right, deal. Let's go back to verse number one. Let's notice, first of all, this place of praise. 
quick word studies here, the place of praise, it says here, verse 1, it's in the sanctuary. It says, praise ye the Lord, praise God in His sanctuary. What is a sanctuary? Many times we refer to maybe a place like an auditorium, like a sanctuary, but really we could define it this way. It's a sanctified place, a place that is set apart for worship. Is not what this is. It's not a gym. This is a sanctuary, a place that is set apart for exactly what we've been doing tonight. In praise, it is set apart for that time. In the Old Testament, we see they had a temple. They had a tabernacle. Nowadays, we have an auditorium or a sanctuary that we meet in. Obviously, we see in Scripture, too, it's both private and public times. And I agree, there should be private times of praise. I believe Monday morning when you, pray, when you wake up, you should be praising the Lord for something. But I also believe... It is something that is set apart in Scripture for exactly this, the body of Christ to come together and to sing His praises. It is not just something that is your private time only. I believe the precedent is set of this gathering together, gathering together to praise the Lord. It's in His sanctuary, but also it says here in the end of verse number one, it's in the firmament of His power, in the firmament. We've heard that word used before in Genesis 1 when God created the world. He made the firmament. And many times we think of it as being the, the heavens or the skies. But here it talks about the firmament of His power. What does that mean? Well, it's talking about the expanse, not of the skies, but the expanse of His power. How big is that? How big is God? How big is His power, really, that's it's limitless? Is there any limit to the size of the universe? Not that we know of. <laughs> Is there any limit to the power of God? Well, basically what we're saying is wherever God's power reaches, there He is to be praised. What about this? Not only the place of praise, verse 2, the purpose of praise. Notice it says it so clearly. I hardly have to preach it. We just got to read it, right? It says, praise Him for His mighty acts. Is that not what we've just been discussing in these testimonies tonight? What are we praising Him for? The purpose of praise is for His actions. Well, where would we start there? Look in Scripture. You can read through the Old Testament in the nation of Israel. How many times could they stop and praise the Lord for what God was doing in His actions towards them? And how many Sunday school lessons do you remember as a child of just looking through the mighty acts of God? All of these amazing stories. I mean, releasing from the land of Egypt, parting the Red Sea, providing for them in the wilderness, and it goes on and on and on in His mighty acts. We get to the New Testament and we see the fulfillment of promise and that mightiest act, even as uh, Brother Levi said this morning as he began, that greatest gift that was given, that was Jesus Christ, in giving of His own life on the cross, that mighty action that was done on our behalf, that greatest act that was done, that greatest act of love on our behalf, that act of grace. I'll tell you this, we should never get over it. We should never grow tired of hearing of God's death, His burial, and His resurrection for us. If we ever get to the point in the service where maybe the preacher starts to do to describe what the gospel is and Jesus' death and His burial and His resurrection, we find ourselves going, oh, maybe we, may we never grow tired of hearing that. The greatest miraculous act today, you know what that is? When a sinner trusts Christ as his Savior. Now, I don't know what the high bridge is. What is a high bridge? 
or an elevated bridge, all right? An elevated bridge, but I do know this. A sinner trusted Christ on an elevated bridge. Isn't that a great thing? That is the greatest miraculous sign that we can see today that God is still doing today. It's changing and adopting sinners into His own family. What an amazing thing. The purpose of His praise. Well, it says praise Him for His mighty acts. He's still at work today. You sit here today as a testimony of His great act of grace. But also it says this, for His greatness. It says, praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Not only are we to praise Him for what He does, but listen, we are also to praise Him for who He is. For who He is. In His action, He showed that He is Lord over all of the universe. He is the only wise, powerful Lord over all. We praise the Lord as His people today and every day. We need to remember to praise Him for His actions but also for who He is. But notice quickly, number three, the pattern of praise. The pattern of praise. Obviously, I can't spend all the time today telling of all of the ways that we can praise the Lord, but neither can the psalmist. So then we start to see this list in verses 3-5, through five, this pattern of praise. He says, praise Him with instruments. Look at verses 3-5. through five. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. He says, with a psaltery and harp, timbrel and dance, string instruments and organs, loud cymbals and the high-sounding cymbals. Again, this isn't the list of instruments that we have to use. If so, then we're sinning because we only have the uh, piano up here. We're missing this whole other orchestra somewhere here. Anyone play any of these other instruments? Trumpet? I heard we do have a trumpet somewhere, right? How about the, uh, the psaltery and harp? My daughter plays the harp. And so all of these instruments, it's not, a, it's not saying use these only. It's just saying use instruments. Use whatever you have to praise the Lord. Now, I do believe we need to be guided with how we use instruments. I believe there are principles in Scripture to make sure they're certain and clear and melodious and, and working together to give a clear sound in an orderly manner. But what he's saying here is he says make music. When you praise the Lord, let other people hear it. He says, with instruments, but also notice his pattern. He says, do it with rejoicing. With rejoicing. Ecclesiastes tells us that there are certain seasons of life. There are times that we all live through. He says there's times of mourning and there's times of dancing. And it says here in our passage, with timbrel and dance. Now, obviously, we're seeing the differences portrayed there of different seasons of life. But here it says, with timbrel and dance. In other words, Make it known that you are rejoicing and praising the Lord. Now, we didn't have an organized dance session tonight, and I was waiting for that with our praising, but I was waiting for the praising and the dance. But when using this word, there's, there's not a whole lot of dance in our culture today that is considered to be pure in every form. Now, I'll tell you this, I will be dancing one day when the Leafs win the cup. No? That is the only time that you'll see me up here maybe dancing a little bit. But what I'm, what I'm saying is much of the modern dance has turned into a provocative and essential form. But in the culture and context that this was written, it was written in such a way where it was an acceptable thing. Now, it is interesting to see in the New Testament that when we read through there, there's no indication in the early church that this was really passed on through those generations in the early church, but for what it's worth, if any type of movement or words are used in praising the Lord, it should be done for His honor and glory. 
And that's pointing to him. Decently and in order would be a principle for today. But notice it doesn't say that you have to do all of these things in order for there to be praise. We don't have to have instruments to praise the Lord. In fact, sometimes when we're singing, we say, you know what, let's stop the instruments. And let's just use the instrument that God has given to us and lift our voices in praise to the Lord. And you know what? That can be a very moving thing, hearing a congregation sing a cappella. You don't have to use instruments. You don't have to use dance. You don't have to use anything. You need to just use what you have to praise the Lord. This fourth thing, quickly, the person of praise, as we continue on through this section, he says, every living thing. Verse 6, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord Praise you the Lord. If you ever wonder how inclusive this praising is supposed to be, listen to Psalm 148. Actually, you're in Psalm 150. Just look back quickly. Psalm 148, verse 1. Notice how many times it says this. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise ye Him, all His angels. Praise ye Him, all His hosts. Praise ye Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all ye stars of light. Praise Him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. God's desire is for all of creation, all of His created things and beings to bring Him glory is the maker of all things and all things were created by him and for him the scriptures tell me and it also tells me this that everything has a purpose get this even us even us the bible says every living thing but also it says every man against again the the, the emphasis in our text everything that hath breath do this Now, some of you, I'm thankful for the mask because that breath has blocked most of it. But I'll tell you this, you do have breath. I have breath. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. That would mean you and me, every people, every tongue, every nation. If you're a living, breathing human being, then God desires your praise. Praise for what? Well, the greatest gift that was ever given, Jesus Christ. If you notice many of the songs that we sing even this evening the theme of it Jesus his love his mercy his grace nothing on earth is more precious and more eternal than the gospel of our salvation and eternal life through Jesus Christ it is only because of Jesus that we have any reason to praise him think of it if he died on the cross and stayed in the tomb like we we're talking about this morning if the ladies returned back to the tomb and his body was still there, you tell me, what on earth would you be praising for tonight? It is only because we serve a living Savior. We have nothing else but punishment for our sins without Jesus. Hebrews 13.15 By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. Does anyone know the next word? Continually. Continually. That is, and then it specifies, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. The Bible says let that be a continual thing. Not just every Sunday. Not just on an anniversary weekend, even though it is a great time to stop and to praise Him before taking part in pie together, but to be doing this every day, continually. I hope you're realizing by now, praise comes in many different ways. 
and our holy God desires your praise. Please understand, you don't have to have a singing voice like this trio up here. God wants to hear you sing in every circumstance of life. I hope that you realize that praise is less about an outward show and more about your heart that has truly been changed by Jesus Christ and the return of praise and thanksgiving to him. There are a lot of things that aren't needed in order to properly praise, and a lot of people have this mixed up in their head. You don't need a piano. You don't need microphones. You don't need a soundtrack. You don't need words on a screen. Do all of these things help? Absolutely. But there's more reasons and more times and more ways in your life than in just this setting. I'm thankful for this setting. Move my heart to praise the Lord. I hope it did for you as well. But may it be from our lips, from our hearts, from those who love Him singing songs of praise to Him with depth, with doctrine. That's what we've been doing tonight. But our heart in tune. When we do that, you'll realize that praise can be offered. The praise that is offered is less about who that is singing and it is more to whom we are singing let every morning be a time of praising Him. Let every day, let your life show forth the praises of Jesus. He is the one we sing about. He is our only focus in our worship and praise. And may we, like the Apostle, say in the New Testament, thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. You know, there may be even times where you don't even have the words to say or to sing. But in silence with the Lord, you can praise Him from your heart. Let's bow our heads together as we just conclude this time thinking about praising Him. Maybe just in the quietness of these moments, before I close in prayer, could you think of something to praise Him for? We've heard three wonderful testimonies. Hey, there's points of praise in each one of those things. But I know this, each one here tonight has a testimony. Each one tonight can think of something to praise the Lord for tonight. Would you praise Him? Lord, we want to thank you tonight for the many, many reasons that you've given us to praise you. We thank you even for settings like this where we can gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ and lift our voices in praise to you. Lord, thank you for these songs that move our heart to think on you and to think of your unspeakable gift. Thank you for these that have even shared stories from their own lives of your hand at work. Lord, we praise you for what you've been doing. Lord, we don't want to point to any individual tonight. Lord, our direction and our focus is directed solely toward you. So after 45 years of this church's ministry in this area, tonight we want to give you all of the honor and all of the glory and all of the praise this evening. May it not just be reserved for services like this. But Lord, every day, may we wake up, and even in the midst of turmoil, and in the midst of a, a time that is confusing to so many, Lord, give us clarity of focus within our heart and in our mind. And Lord, bring to memory the many, many blessings that you daily load us with. 
Lord, tonight we want to just thank you for your great faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.